0: of Faith with Nael Lupondwana, 7 to 8 p.m.
1: Good evening and welcome, you're listening to Facts of Faith here on SFM, leading the conversation four minutes after seven, and we are on our way to eight o'clock, but for us to do this, we need to join in the conversation, not just myself and the guests, but you are the most important part of this conversation, so please, don't wait up until later, join in sooner. The number to dial, I'll give you the phone number to use to call us on in a short while, but I'd like you to share with you what it is that we're talking about. Last week we had a conversation, and in that conversation, my anonymous and also supported by Sheikh Rafiq Hassan suggested that perhaps there is something to be appreciated about martyrdom. Do you remember Well, we thought perhaps we should pursue that part of the conversation. What exactly is a martyr? Can we really find scripture that speaks to this and this theology of martyrdom? Is it really scripturally supported, you find? Christian speaking of Stephen being a martyr and many other martyrs Christian martyrs and now we seeing also the Muslim community speak the worst part is when I was doing my research I discovered that people seem to be berating the Muslim community about their concept of martyrs of course you would expect that because there is a general anti-muslim, trend out there, especially in popular media, but there seems to be this idea that you go and kill yourself while killing other people, then you become a martyr, and that begs the question, is that the correct theology that Islam teaches, or are we stuck? Are we stuck people teaching falsities and theories and theologies that don't exist, which warrants and necessitates the conversation about martyrs. What exactly is a martyr or a martyr, depending on how you'd like to pronounce it. But the bottom line is, we're trying to establish this from the scriptural perspective. What does the text say about martyrs? Are we able to back these theories up using the text? Introduce you to our guests in no particular order, but right now I'd like to welcome everybody online to dial 0117142006. Try that again 0117142006. Call us now and tell us what you think. Let's get you guys into the mix. My name is Nayaru Pondwana. This is Facts of Faith. You're listening to SFM. Let's begin. The views and ideas expressed in this program Are views expressly Of the people sharing them And not of the anchor Or that of this broadcaster All persons, juristic or natural Are to be held responsible For their own representations Offered on this program By their agents And not this corporation Any and all consumption Of our conversational substance Is entirely at your own discretion Please be advised That this program airs Subject matter that has the potential To destabilize and challenge Your intellectual equilibrium if you are excitable profound caution when consuming our subject matter is advised participation in this program is a voluntary enterprise and as such is expected to be considered and deliberated on kindly note that just as the anchor is all participants guests and callers are encouraged to engage in this our freedom of expression and any of our civil liberties responsibly
0: nae lupondwana on safm
1: let me introduce you to our guests, as I said, in no particular order. We do have here um, Sheikh Rafiq Hassan. He's the founder and director of the Islamic Interfaith Research Institute. Sheikh, good evening to you and welcome. Thank you for agreeing to talk with us. Uh, good
2: evening, Naya, to your guests, to your listeners, and good to be on the show with you
1: again. Thank you once again. We do have a newbie to our program today, and we always welcome those... Uh, Father Tulani Skosana Dean of Studies at St. John Vianney Seminary in Pretoria uh, Did I pronounce that correctly Father Skosana
3: Vianney.
1: Oh Vianney Aye. Aye. Yeah. V-I-A-N-N-E-Y Oh Yeah, yeah man John John. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, thank you very much Father We appreciate you agreeing to talk to us Thank you very much
3: I'm also glad to be here today
1: and also rabbi dr david nossel a rabbi and a qualified medical doctor joining us last time i spoke to you rabbi was last week last year rather good evening to you and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us
4: thank you naya always an honor to be on your show
1: indeed indeed and by the way i'm still waiting for the gift you promised me rabbi yes
3: yes all
1: right Let's 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 get. Thanks for the d- reminder. Naya. <laughs> <laughs> it just dawned on me right now that oh, by the way, he made me a promise. <laughs> All right, let's 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 drill down. Let's begin with Father Tulanis Tulaniskosana. He's the newbie in this conversation. Father is as far as the the scriptures are concerned, and I do imagine when we are talking about scriptures in the Catholic perspective, we are referring to mainly. The Bible, which has 66 books, are we agreed that that's what you'll be referring to tonight, Father?
3: No, we don't agree now. Uh, (laughs) What
1: uh, what other scriptures are going to use?
3: Yeah, when we talk of the Bible, we are talking about the Bible that has 73 uh, uh, books, which means it's 66 plus the 7, which are called the Deuterocanonicals. Yeah yeah and I think as well, we also need to agree that, as the Catholic Church, when yeah. we talk of the source of revelation, we are not only talking about the Bible, we do include the tradition, which are some of the things that we know that have been handed down by the apostles but are not written in the Bible yeah, we also do accept that the Holy Spirit does continue to speak to speak, so uh, our limit of the source of revelation really is not just merely yeah six books' all those sources, uh, so, yes
1: according to your um, uh, 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 teachings, you are the Prima Scriptura types. <laughs> oh, because yeah, yeah, my, <laughs> <Perhaps. I>, oh. <laughs> Evidently... <laughs> simple now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to be talking to me about 73 books, we're talking about exclusively the Catholic Bible, and that means you're including the Catechism, you're including all so many things, but no, I accept no. that.
3: Not really. It's actually, it's not Catholic Bible. It's actually Jewish Bible. It's just that it's it's the Greek translation one. Because, you know, the the Jews at the time, they had the Hebrew Bible, and there was also what we call the Greek Bible, which is called normally uh, the Septuagint. Yes. It was written by the Greeks. Yeah. Yes, yes, not, not really us. (laughs)
1: yeah uh okay (laughs) okay okay can we agree at least father that it is mainly used by yourselves the 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 people who would advocate to use 73 as opposed to 66 are mainly yourselves
3: no it's also the 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 so-called the eastern churches the greek orthodox for instance those other people yeah it's not only us And uh, gradually, we also do see that a number of non-Catholic Christian denominations are also opening up to them. Yeah. Because even when you go to bookshops, you will find that they do have uh, these additional books, which they call normally either the Therocanonical stroke apocrypha. Yeah. But in the the world of scholars now, they are becoming more and more open to them. Because, I mean, if you read the content, you can understand that uh, it makes sense. It's not contradictory to what is known. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and so there is this openness to them. Yeah. So it is not really only us, it's a lot of other, uh, the so called Eastern churches as well, uh, that are using that. And also, um, other churches are opening up to them as well, the Christian denomination.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I understand. Yeah. I understand. It's just that my worry it, as we are getting into this conversation, Father, is that now we're going to have to. Or welcome the idea of the yeah. inclusion of the maccabees we're going to now look at the life and times and their exploits even though uh, well not everyone would like to believe that perhaps the maccabees uh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm citing them as an example of, of, the, of one of the main uh the jewish people who were not yeah. included yeah. in the in the jewish canon
3: yeah yeah oh no, course, it, yeah it, it, is fine. I mean, I don't have to impose what I believe in. No, 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 no. I, mean, no, no. I if, understand. If, I'm just putting it out there. To, yeah. If you have to ask me what I believe, because I believe in that book, you understand. So, uh, yeah. uh, if if I have to quote, obviously, I mean, uh, there are those books are few in the Bible. Yeah. So we yes, are whole reservoir of knowledge will come from the rest of the Bible. Yeah. But I mean, if you are talking to me as a Catholic, I yeah. can't uh, it exclude them. Sense
1: to, <laughs> I understand. You know, I understand. There's no problem. Truth. No yeah. problem. It's good that you yeah. put it out there, uh, Father. We know exactly. So to yeah. to the listeners now, we have uh, an open and uh, fair inclusion of uh, what are these? Tabith, uh Judith, the Maccabees, the Yeah, wisdoms Baru. (laughs) and yeah so we'll be including those now it's going to be uh, okay all right thank you let's begin with you so uh, uh, martyrs uh, what's your 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 faith's take on martyrs do you have anything encouraging discouraging mentioning citing of any kind a mention of martyrs and what is your teaching around martyrs a
3: martyr basically is a christian who uh, believed in christ and lived a good and heroic christian life and who because of the circumstance had to face death for the sake of faith yeah there's not somebody who goes around who wants to die for faith but let's say you're in an environment for instance where perhaps there is oppression and they don't want you to live a christian life and you are killed because you believe in christ yeah that is what makes you a martyr it's somebody in brief who dies for
1: yeah. faith. yeah okay. uh, is, is that all there is as far as your faith is concerned? Is that all there is about martyrs or is there something else? Because I know for a fact when we were listening to uh, Sheikh Rafiq Hassan the last time we spoke, uh, he gave a very interesting exposition of what happens to, for example, a person who has been wrongly killed and so forth. It was a very interesting theory that he had put out there. And uh, for it to be a theology of the the Muslim community, it was eye opening for him to put it out there. So I'd like to understand if perhaps there is anything else that we need to learn about martyrs martyrs as far as Catholicism is concerned?
3: Oh yeah, one thing important to understand is that uh, really martyrs are part of uh, the the cult of saints, in other words what we believe is the communion of saints. So they are regarded as as, as saints in that uh, they are both of them the saints and the martyrs are people who are supposed to give the example of of Christ and we believe that they are in heaven at the moment so that over and above uh, them being an example to us. We believe that they are also interceding for us yeah. uh, for, for, uh, from the Lord. Yeah, All right. as far as the, the strict definition of martyrdom is concerned, uh, for you to be a martyr, you must have died for the faith. Okay. Uh, you, you, must, you must not have died in the context of a battle, for instance, where we are fighting and you happen to kill me. Yeah. See, I am dying without fighting, and specifically I am dying because of the faith. I don't happen to die because I'm a Christian, but it's because I'm specifically being killed because of the faith that uh, I believe in as, as, as a Christian. So that's what makes you a martyr. But in addition what to if, that...
1: What if that, that battle is a faith-based battle? Like the Maccabees, for example. These are guys who were yeah. very zealous for their faith. They would kill for their faith. They were able to fight and go to war, even though the first time they said, we are going to be passive. The second time they said, we are fighting back. So would that apply perhaps to them as well? Are they martyrs, those who get, who get killed in battle for their faith?
3: No, no, no. Remember that we don't uh, subscribe to going to fight and spill blood uh, for faith. Uh, as a Christian, what we believe in is that, uh, you know, taking away someone's blood is not, is, not, is not good. So if you happen to die within a context of a battle and a war, you do not quite well qualify as a martyr. To be a martyr, you must be killed for the faith when you are not resisting uh, uh, that, that, that uh, uh, I mean, the, the the death.
1: Give us examples of, yeah. of, 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 of martyrs that you can point to there, Father.
3: Sorry?
1: Give us examples of martyrs that you can oh, point to. Oh, okay.
3: No. They start from the Bible. First, we have John the Baptist. Okay. Who, who was killed because he believed in, in, in uh, I mean, in the cause that he stood for, and the king didn't like him. Oh,
1: hold on, We're hold on. Let's We're let's God. let's let's move slowly there. slowly there, Father. John is oh, the one what what who's is. who was beheaded, right?
3: Yes, yes, John the Baptist. Yes.
1: And he was beheaded purely because
3: because he stood for the faith.
1: Let's he, let's he, go to the I text mean, that says that because, as far as the text is concerned, and I could be wrong. That's why you're here. It was because yeah. the daughter so happened to listen to the mother the mother who said ask for john's head on a silver platter when the yeah. father said tell me my daughter when the father was happy because the daughter did a nice dance there yeah. then yeah. the father says ask for whatever you want the daughter goes to the mother the mother says ask for the head of john on a silver platter there yeah. seems not to be any mention of faith there but i'm sure you're gonna share with us a text that supports your theory
3: I no no um, uh it, the, the thing is simple. Why did the mother ask the daughter?
1: Does the, does your text tell us why, there, father?
3: It is because he didn't like her, him because he challenged the husband because he married her. So that was that was that was the argument based on the thing that you cannot take the your, your, your brother's wife and stay with her as as the wife. So that was part of their doctrine at the time. Uh, that you should not do that. So it was specifically because of that that the mother wanted him to die because she wanted to. She wanted to continue uh, to be with uh, with the husband. Yeah. So that was definitely a matter of. Are thinking. you
1: able to share with us the verse from where you got that, Father?
3: The, the verse I mean is if you read Matthew chapter fourteen, okay, one to twelve.
1: Okay, um, Okay. let me yeah. find Matthew chapter 14, verse 1 to 12. I thought perhaps it was going to be more uh, pointed than that, but that's all right. It's not a problem. I'll find yeah. Matthew, chapter, yeah. f- okay. Matthew right. chapter 14.
3: Matthew chapter 14,
1: yes. All right, this version that I'm reading reads, When Herod Antipas, the ruler of Galilee, heard about yeah. Jesus, he said to his advisors, This must be John the Baptist raised from the dead. That is why he can do such miracles. For Herod had arrested and imprisoned John as a favor to his wife Herodias, the former wife of Herod's brother Philip. John had been telling Herod, it is against God's law for you to marry her. Herod wanted to kill John but he was afraid of a riot because all the people believed John was a prophet. But at a birthday party for Herod, Herodias's daughter performed a dance that greatly pleased him. So he promised with a vow to give her anything she wanted. At her mother's urging, the girl said, I want the head of John the Baptist on a tray. Then the king regretted what he had said. But but uh, because of the vow he had made in front of his guests, he issued the necessary order. So John was beheaded in prison. All right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. So that's an example of John. Do you um, want to give us yeah. one last one, perhaps?
3: Yeah, we have uh, Stephen. He is uh, normally famous as being the first master, though, really, strictly speaking, the first one should be John the Baptist. So okay. So in x chapter 7 from uh, 54 to 60 here's
1: the
5: second one
3: all right and as well okay by tradition now not by it's not explicit in the text hold on uh,
1: hold on just x chapter seven
3: X chapter seven 54 to 60. i'm not taking it it in the middle it will will be longer than that
1: That, that's all right that's all right 54 to 60. all right my version reads the jewish leaders were infuriated by Stephen's accusation, and they shook their fists at him in rage. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed steadily into heaven and saw the glory of God. And he saw Jesus standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. And he told them, look, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. Then they put their hands over their ears and began shouting. They rushed at him and dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. His accusers took off their coats and laid them at the feet of a young man named Saul. As they stoned him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. He fell to his knees, shouting, Lord, don't charge them with this sin. And with that, he died. Do I read that correctly, sir?
3: Uh, Exactly. Okay, all right.
1: All right, Uh, you wanted to share with us other examples?
3: Oh, yes. Um, I I wanted to say that the the apostles, we know this by tradition that they also were were, were killed. I mean, Peter and Paul, for instance. Okay. Uh, We do have yeah some some historical uh, suggestions that they were killed in in, in Rome. But then let me just go back, just here at at home. Uh, uh, Blessed Benedict Daswa, who was killed in the 90s, He's just from Limpopo, a man from Limpopo there.
1: Tell us about that one, please.
3: Yeah, Benedict Dassa was a, a Catholic, a principal, and a, a, um, a teacher as well, and a very staunch Catholic who loved this. He uh, was a convert to Catholicism. Uh, there was this thing, you know, that Limpopo is sometimes famous of being uh, uh, good or very <laughs> good in terms of witchcraft and that. Yeah. So it is said that in the in village where he stays, there was once a, a lightning, uh, that he had uh, against the people there, and some thunder, and it was believed at the time that that was a result of some witchcraft. So they wanted uh, to call some traditional, uh, let's call them izangoma yeah. to come and sniff around as to who might have caused the thing. But he stood against that because he didn't believe in uh, that. He trusted in God's power. He, he yeah. did not like that, so they they, they, they stoned him to death, yeah, for so for resisting that kind of. Uh, uh, things, yeah. Okay,
1: alright, All right. got it, thank you very much Appreciate your contribution there, Father Let's bring in Rabbi David Nossel. Uh okay. Rabbi, we're, we're, you're listening to what the Father is talking about Perhaps it should be fair, it would be fair for me to offer you the opportunity to explain again what your scriptures you're going to be cl- reading from Thanks, Aya. Um so, so
4: it's interesting um, The little bit that I try to understand and i've got a long way still to go i don't find any explicit verse that says that you shall be a martyr it's not so simple in fact our rabbis really learn from the verse that says and i shall be sanctified amongst the people of israel yeah so that's 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 tricky. You know, where does it say? And I shall when God says, and I shall be sanctified amongst the children of Israel. How do you know that? That what does that mean? You know, mm-hmm. How do you know that that means includes martyrdom?
6: Yeah.
4: And so, really, the source of uh, martyrdom. And yes, I agree with what's been said. Martyrdom. I believe, I did a little bit of homework. Um, uh, martyrdom apparently is, it got some from the ancient uh, um, languages of, whether it's Greek or Latin, comes from the word witness, I believe. Okay. Um, so, from the Hebrew sense, uh, we don't have a term for martyrdom that uh, comes from witness. We, our, our terminology is, interestingly enough, called uh, kiddush, Hashem. Yeah. From, from the Vinit Kadashti, which is I shall be sanctified among the children of Israel from the word Kadosh. Yeah. Which means sanctified. Yeah. So a person who dies as a martyr is somebody who uh, dies for Kiddush Hashem. Hashem meaning the name. You okay. The sanctification,
1: sanctification of, of God's name.
4: That's it. Yeah. That's it. I think that's a, a well-known expression. Um, and it's that's actually the expression used in the in the jewish writings Mm. um to die for the sanctification of the divine name yeah and and from that the rabbis really derive that there's only three three uh, circumstances which would qualify for this martyrdom for the sanctification of god's name through death, and uh, when I say quality, nobody's rushing to do this, of course. Yeah, yeah. It's extremely tragic, and everybody agrees. It's not... And, and the, the source for that is, if I might just uh, step, uh, take one step back, our sages are very quick to point out that in Leviticus 18.5, a very, very important verse, and in Leviticus 18.5, it says, uh, my translation here is, You shall observe my decrees and my laws, which man shall carry out, and by which he shall live. Yeah. I am God. Yeah. Our rabbis say an amazing thing. By which he shall live. By which he shall live, and not by which he shall die.
6: Yeah.
4: Our rabbis say that in this verse, God is instructing us, I have given you everything that I... I am commanding you in order to increase life, mm. so that you should live by these statutes and decrees, and not that you should die by them. I don't want your death; mm. I want your life. And from that, the rabbis derive that any law that God tells us to perform that will be or result in the loss of life can be overridden. Mm. For example, everyone knows that there's a big, uh, you know, a prohibition against eating certain uh, forbidden foods. The classical one is pork for us. So if a person would either be forced to either eat pork or die, so the uh, the, the the rule is to eat the pork. Yeah. Because the hide by him and live by them and not die by them. Okay. With three exceptions. With three exceptions. This passage is known as the three cardinal sins, and the three exceptions are one, but but you're not allowed to um, prostrate before a false deity. Yeah, that not. Yeah, so if somebody says um, prostrate yourself uh, to a stone or to a you know something which is clearly from a Jewish point of view yeah. n- not uh, God. So then then a person has to say, I'm sorry, I can't do that. Yeah, yeah. That's number one. Number two is, if a person says to another one, if a person is commanded to kill another human being, yeah. that's not okay.
6: okay.
5: Or
4: kill or be killed, so then a person has to say, "Well, I'm sorry, I just cannot do that, and he has to die by sanctification of God's name and, and, and take the bullet himself. Yeah. And the third one is a very interesting one, and that one is that if a person says, commit an act of immorality, and it could be that the person who is the recipient or the co-participant uh, in that act of immorality might be consenting. How much more so if it's not consenting? But yeah. even if it's consenting, an act of immorality, which would mean a act of intimacy outside of the sanctity of marriage. Okay, that's a third requirement to give up one's
1: life. Okay, that seems to be a a, a very specific selection of of three of the ten commandments. You shall have no other gods but me. You shall not have. You should not commit adultery. And also, which is the third one again? Uh, don't not do Thou shall not kill. Why select those three out of the ten?
4: Thanks, Naya. I was hoping you'd ask that. And the key to those three are because those represent the three key relationships a person has. The first one is, each and every one of us has three key relationships. The first one is with the Creator. The second one is with our fellow person. And the third one is with ourselves. And when a person infringes those three things, they are actually breaking and destroying who, uh, what relationships they are supposed to have uh, as part of their existence. I'm supposed to have a relationship with a true God. And for somebody to command me to have a relationship with a false God, that's, I'm being, I'm not true to myself. Yeah. When somebody says, I'm supposed to have a relationship with my fellow person, that my fellow person, as the sages say, a well-known teaching <laughs> Um, and this is what actually the, the the tradition, the Jewish tradition, teaches us. Where we know that yeah. a person should rather take the bullet than give it to somebody else. Is your blood any redder than his?
1: So I'm 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 worried there uh, because the examples that you have given are very interesting. Uh, these three and your explanations, I understand. But in your faith, you have the famous ten martyrs. Yes. <laughs> Really? Bye. Help help me understand. Okay. Thanks.
4: Thanks.
1: Oh, before, before you do that, um, um, I just want to remind people again, the lines are open. Please, 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 if you have contributions, please call us and we will freely and willingly take your calls. Call us right now and um, we are going to be taking your calls and your WhatsApp uh, voice notes and so forth. So please... Call us the number is zero double one seven one four two double zero six zero double one seven one four two double zero six you can send your whatsapps or text text and voice notes to our whatsapp line the whatsapp line is uh oh i don't see blue zero six one four one oh four one oh seven again zero six one four one oh four one oh seven Those are the means by which you can send your ideas and questions to us. So please explain the ten martyrs there, um, uh, Rabbi.
4: Thanks, Naya. I'll I'll do my best. So that's, that's, that's exactly where we have to come to now. Because there's a second category of what we would term in English martyrs. I've discussed up to now the first category, which is called Kiddush Hashem, sanctification of God's name. Yes, And sanctification from a Jewish perspective means to be concerned for other, not to be concerned about self. Selfishness is the opposite of sanctification. To be altruistic is what we are stood, is the ultimate closeness to godliness. That means I have to abide by those three relationships, which are not about self; they're about other. That's the first part of martyrdom. But there's a second part that you have introduced now, in Hebrews called haruge malchut. Haruge is to be killed. Malchut melech is a king. It's to be king, be killed because of the ruling monarchy. That's something else. And. That was the ten martyrs, and that was the famous, uh, 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 perhaps you, your listeners have all heard of Rabbi Akiva, um, who was killed by the Romans, um, uh, and his flesh was flayed, and he, pa- and he passed away saying the words, Here, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, a very moving and a very touching and a very uh, uh, a central figure in, in Judaism. And he was not, There was not only him, he was another... Famously, or said, tragically, nine others. And they've been throughout the ages, Jewishly and others as well, obviously. All but right. That is a completely different type of martyrdom. Yeah. That type of martyrdom is not a corruption of self. That's not Kiddush Hashem. That's a sanctity. That is purposefulness. Yeah. yeah. Because we have a purpose in the world. And the purpose in the world is to ensure that kinship royalty governance takes us to the required destination and the required destination interestingly enough is not those three things to have a relationship with god and to have a relationship with our fellow person and to have a relationship with ourselves is not the destination those are the means But the destination is through malchut, is through kingship. And kingship is to take care of the world. And when people are not taking care of the world, so then comes the place for Rebbe Akiva's and famously three others, which we're all aware of. And they are, of course, in the book of Daniel. Those are those three people who were supposed to be martyrs for Nebuchadnezzar, but they were miraculously saved. And the reason why they were miraculously saved is because they were saying, not that you have asked me to corrupt myself, but you've asked me to corrupt my mission. My mission is to take care of the world. And when we take care of the world, we are people who will not allow kingship to run away with itself will not allow people to miss our ultimate destination of a better world. And they merited, they merited divine intervention. Because when we are looking after everybody's uh, concerns,
1: All right, let me, that, let me, that's, that's, that's saved. Sorry. Okay. Let, me, let me bring in the, the, the sheikh, and this is the person who inspired this conversation. This is why I'm bringing him last. Sheikh, it it would appear as though there have been so much said about your version of martyrdom such that it has been parodied by a popular culture. And I'd like to give you the opportunity, uh, perhaps you can take two or three minutes to just explain it and then we can get into the various nooks and crannies of the theory. Go ahead.
2: Okay, so... uh well, I wouldn't call it my theory, Naya. This is what the Quran says. This I understand. is uh, what God Almighty says in the Quran, whom the Muslims regard as yeah. the direct words of God Almighty. Now, there is a, uh, you know, in Islam, there is a direct word for a martyr in the Quran. Mm. There's no, you don't have to. It's, it's called a shahid, and in plural shuhada. Yeah. A, sh- a shaheed is a martyr. Yeah. So, if you look at in chapter. 4, verse 75 i'm just giving you the gist of it in chapter 4 verse 75 uh, god almighty says you know those there are certain categories of people who will be in the presence of god and the prophets and the righteous people you understand in, in, in the hereafter because of the good things they did and they are the four categories they will be in the company of the prophets right mean nabiin or siddiq or shuhada and salihin so it says these are the people who will be in the company of the prophets, those who do these things, right? Who obey God and, and, and strive in his path. And then there's the truthful people, the just and truthful people of the world, and the shuhada, the martyrs. And then the swalehi, and those who do good. Those who do good for the sake of goodness, not, you know, I scratch your back and you scratch my back, just yeah. purely altruistic. So the word martyr in Islam is, is a specific category in the quran so uh, the, so that the martyr is a category of a person who selflessly gave his life for the cause of god now this is very well put out in in a uh, you know in the quran as well uh, actually where it says that and why should you not you know strive in the path of god now this is the uh, i see the our rabbi said in the name of god the quran uses in the cause of god you yeah. know It says, why shouldn't you strive in the cause? What is that cause? The cause of the oppressed women and children of the world. And the oppressed of the world, the the, the children and weak of the world. Why should you not strive in that cause of those people? Because that is the just cause. You must try and liberate them from the oppression and from the wretchedness, uh, as uh, the rabbis say, of oppressive leaders, not necessarily kings. You know, people are doing this in the name of democracy as well, oppressing people. So, so this we find in Islam, the concept of martyrdom is you're not wanting to die. You're not great. It's not suicide or anything. We don't believe in suicide bombing and things. What it means is you will, you will go and, and go undertake a just cause. But if it, at the end, if you die in, in the process of that, then martyrdom in Islam is not conferred by any human being. No, it's not given. This title is not given by some priest or Morana or you understand, not yeah, any yeah, worldly yeah. authority. God confers that title on the person. You know, God knows because there are many people we don't know your true intention in your heart why you're doing things. So you can't love God. So if you were truly, you know, doing liberating people, fighting in the cause of God, uh, striving to 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 implement justice on earth, uh, peace on earth. Uh, it doesn't have to be a religious thing, you know. Right. For hold, faith.
1: hold the thought there, Sheikh I want to take a break and come back. When we come back, I okay. want us to read the text that you have given us and then perhaps you can explain it a bit further because I found some parts of it that perhaps are not clear to me as I'm not a, a Muslim theologian. Just stand by. Hashtag SAFM Facts of Faith. Welcome back, you're listening to Facts of Faith. We're trying to navigate our way through this conversation about martyrs, which was inspired last time we spoke by Meshayt um, Rafiq Hassan. He's here again to teach us about it, and he has quoted Anisa. a very interesting chapter to read in the Quran, and that is chapter 4. And uh, permit me to read three verses there, Sheikh. Uh, the one before okay. the one you quoted and the one after. All right, I'm going to read all three. Verse 74 in Nisa, verse 74, it reads, Let those who would sacrifice this life for the hereafter fight in the cause of Allah. And whoever fights in Allah's cause, whether they achieve martyrdom or victory, we will honor them with a great reward. That's verse 74. Verse 75 is the one you have quoted. It reads. And what is it with you? You do not fight in the cause of Allah. And for oppressed men. Women and children who cry out. Our Lord. Deliver us from this land of oppressors. Appoint for us a savior. Appoint for us a helper. All by your grace. That's 75. And then the one after says. Believers fight for the cause of Allah. Whereas. Disbelievers fight for the cause of the devil. So fight against Satan's evil forces. Indeed, Satan's schemes are ever weak. Now, I'm quoting this from the clear Quran, Dr. Mustafa Mm -hmm. Katab's version of the Quran in English. Did I read that correctly there?
2: Yeah, yeah. It's got the right...
1: Yeah, my curiosity there seems... To be slightly different from what you've explained, here it seems to be going against, uh, going along the lines of those who are parodying Islam around uh, martyrdom that people go for it because they are expecting a reward uh, as would be articulated by verse 74. And then there seems to be an injunction for people to go ahead and fight against people who are yeah. disbelievers, who are unbelievers in Islam which, which okay. supports the idea of suicide bombers, as the, the paraders would would suggest.
2: Yeah. No, you're right. They, this this uh, 100% uh, there are people, there are Muslims, there are groups who are misconstruing what is in here, 100%. But this is not what the verse is saying. The verse is saying you should fight in the cause of God against oppression. Nothing. It, and there, it's not telling you it, it, that uh, because, you know that you must do that for any glory, or you should do that for any uh, you know any material gain. You do it because it's a just thing to do.
1: But 74 must, it says that exactly that. There, Sheikh. It says, "Let those who would sacrifice this life for the hereafter, fighting yeah. the cause of Allah, and whoever fights in Allah's cause, whether they achieve martyrdom or victory." we will honor them with a great reward so people who fight are fighting for that great reward
2: yeah that cause is not to kill people for their faith see where is the verse you are right but what is that cause fighting the way of allah
1: there's the problem the answer to that question lies in verse 76 this is why i asked to to read it as well there Sheikh. verse 76 says believers fight for the cause of allah whereas disbelievers fight for the cause of the devil so right. fight against Satan's evil forces, people. their Sheikh. So yes. this this seventy six seems to be instructing people to fight against people to kill people, and all calling that the cause of Allah.
2: Yeah, but you must read the verse before that. And God has summarized uh, the verse before that. He yeah. says, "Why should you not fight in the cause of the oppressed, weak women and children? That's the cause of God." Yeah. But at the end, no, so that's Cause you fight for. I can't go around and saying you are a Satan and you are not a Satan. And okay.
6: Yeah,
2: that, this is God's prerogative. But I can see if you are oppressing somebody. Yeah, I can tell you that's wrong in, in terms of my faith and my practice. You, can, what the, even the Rabbi said when he spoke about you're the one exception is against the wrong kingdom, okay. against the wrong uh, dictator. Okay. All so right. this, this, so, so, yeah, it's not even to do kill a Christian or kill a person. You're not killing him for the faith. In the Quran, in uh, you know, it's very clear. The Quran says there is no compulsion in faith. Uh, the Quran is very clear. You should not kill anyone because of their faith. So yeah. we don't fight for faith. If you're a Christian or an atheist, we don't kill you for that. You will only we take the cause if you're oppressing people and harming people. That's where the cause is.
1: All right, all right. I hear you. Let me take some calls for you, gentlemen. Thank you very much, uh, Sheikh. I really appreciate your clarity there. Uh, let's go to the calls. Let's go. The, by the way, this is your opportunity to get, have you your say. Let's go to Ali. Ali's in Pretoria. Good evening, Ali. Hi, Naya. How are I'm you, my brother? All right, sir. How are you? Uh,
6: Naya, if you can go with me to the Book of Revelation, chapter six.
1: Okay. All right. V- Verses nine to
6: eleven.
1: 9 to 11. Chapter 6, 9 to 11. All right. My version says, When the Lamb broke the fifth seal... I saw under the altar The souls of all Who had been martyred For the word of God And for being faithful In their testimony They shouted to the Lord And said O sovereign Lord Holy and true How long before you judge The people who belong To this world And avenge our blood For what they have done to us Then a white robe Was given to each of them And they were told To rest a little longer Until the full number Of their brothers and sisters Their fellow servants of Jesus, who were to be martyred, had joined them. You said to twelve, sir.
6: No, no, just up to the night nice. Okay. What, what, what I want to say is that this is spiritual battle, which unfortunately spills over to the physical world. But but the battle that that, that here at the martyrdom is said that there are those who are going to sacrifice their lives. Yeah. But now when with the Bible here, the, the the Christian perspective from my own point of view is that the Christians are not going to be physically involved, but they will be, the devil will hit back physically like he started with Abel when Cain killed him in the Garden of Eden physically. Because Abel killed the, the devil in Cain spiritually by obeying God's law. And that rabbi who was talking of the three commandments the, fact, the most important fourth one of the Sabbath keeping, he, he decided to do, to overlook it, and he chooses where he picks and picks. Well, it. he
1: mentioned the three, even though the, the, the general Jewish community would include the Sabbath commandment as well.
6: Of course, of yeah, course. I, I, I
1: didn't hear him excluding it. He just didn't mention it.
6: Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Anyway, what I'm trying to say with the, with the Quran, the Muslims, they are fighting. Physically, the the Christian fight is spiritual. You are not fighting against flesh and blood. The Muslims are fighting against flesh and blood by killing people literally.
1: Okay. All right. Thank you very much, Ali. I really appreciate your contribution. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Interesting perspective there. Uh, What happened to my callers there, Joey? Oh, okay. Um, Can you... There you go. Claude is in Newcastle. Good evening, Claude. Good evening, Naya. Uh, hi, hi, to the
5: listeners. I just want to to talk to agree with the father from the Catholic Church. Okay. Do I am also a Pentecostal, I'm born again a Christian.
1: Okay.
5: And uh, I just want to put more about Jesus Christ Himself. He was a martyr because Peter wanted to fight for Him, wanted to die for Him. Then Jesus said, "No, you cannot fight for Me. I choose. I choose this way." So He chose. Uh, now I want to
1: understand. This. He, he Jesus, di- he's a martyr. I thought a martyr, as far as the the Catholic perspective, is one who dies for the name of God. Am I? Am I yes, you? Jesus. He died so he died for a, his own name, because according to uh, the Christian community, Jesus is God. So he died for himself, and therefore he's a martyr to himself. No, Jesus is God
5: in heaven. He on earth was Jesus, fully human, full God. Yes, I can agree with you if you feel like that. I can agree with you. Okay. But for for when he, when he was here, he was fully human. So he died as a human, and he knew that he's gonna die, and he. But he didn't fight. Yeah, yeah
1: complete that phrase there, uh, uh, Claude. Fully human and fully man, fully fully God. Fully God and fully man. Yeah, that's there's another conversation perhaps we might have to have <laughs> to have here. How yes. one can be fully human and still be and, uh, fully God?
5: Yeah, yeah. Go if you if you find out if you read in the Bible, I cannot I cannot say the verse nicely. When you say Jesus Christ is here on earth, when Christ Jesus is in heaven, okay, but that is for next time, as you say. But I wanted to ask anybody who can help me. Moses, when he, was, he, killed, when he killed somebody, he killed somebody because of his brother who wanted to kill him. If they could kill him, what is that, mean? immortal or what? Or example, I'm here in my house right now. Then uh, the scabengo come inside my house. Yeah, they want to kill my family. Then I fight back. Then uh, perhaps I kill somebody, or they kill me. Would that be you fighting for your family or not? for your faith? I'm I'm fighting for family. Is that going to happen? That I'm I'm fighting for my faith. Okay. want to If, if uh, I'll,
1: I'll let them answer. Thank you very much, Claude. Appreciate your call. Claude in Newcastle. Let's go to Irvin. Erwin is on the road. Go ahead, Ervin I'm hoping you're speaking. Uh, I, yeah, can go ahead. you hear me? Yeah, go ahead. I can.
0: Okay. I think it's a, it's a simple question. The, the first explanation that was given by Father Day was that they, they don't want to be martyrs and to kill. They kill for the faith. Um, maybe the question I'm really grappling with is that I am for no one killing for the religion. Um especially if we can allow everybody to to pray and to practice his religion, on the other hand, I hear from the jew religion is that they you 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 can kill um and this brings me to a question.
1: Hold on, hold on. He he. The, the rabbi said they would rather be killed than to kill. He never said you can kill.
0: Now there's two there's two thresholds. There's a the first threshold of believing, which he explained. There's a the second threshold, which includes practicing the king and everything else. And I heard him well. That that one is accepted that you can kill. And the the well, the simple question I'm asking: Why would um, uh, Jews in the back in the battle between the jews and palestine why would they not practice their religion separately i mean we know for a fact that in gaza for instance it has become a practicing ground okay hold on hold on on, hold on
1: hold on hold on on, ervin let me remind you that the state of israel is not a religious state this is not religious israel the israel in the bible and the state of israel as we have it today ever since 48 two different things so you cannot expect to impose religious impositions from the Bible on the state of Israel. Bibi Netanyahu has nothing to do with the Bible. He doesn't even quote the Bible.
0: Are you telling me that um, the, the whole state that has been in power now, that has been massacring the Palestinians, has got nothing to do with the, with, with the Jewish faith?
1: I have never heard Bibi Netanyahu suggesting that, sir. I have no, I have no knowledge. I interviewed a, a spokesperson about seven, six years, seven years back. From think, the, from they I never, agree. they dis, dis, distance themselves from what the Bible says. They are simply talking about the governance as would be legally uh, accepted by the United Nations. So, but the, it
0: will be interesting to hear them distancing themselves to what we see every
1: day. Okay, all right, all right. Thank you very much. So, Appreciate your call, there, Ervin. Uh, do, do we have one more there? Colin is in Cape Town. Okay. Colin, go ahead. Naya. Yes, sir. I think uh, I will
6: stop calling because my question that I want to ask you gets answered by one of your callers. Okay, that's right. <laughs> that's all right. That's I'm all right. So, I'm about 20 minutes on the line. Naya, a uh, martyr, as far as I was brought up and taught and all that, a uh, martyr dies for actually the, the name of God or so and so. But your caller it spoke just now. I was going to ask you the question, what if a policeman on duty is doing his job and he's an honest policeman and he sees somebody being robbed or stabbed and he pursues that person? Yeah. The same as a family member in your house and you protect your family and in the process, being honest and doing your job, protecting your family, protecting the citizens, that person gets killed. Yeah. To me, that is not a hero. It's like martyrism. Okay. So I don't actually think that a martyr is only a person that dies for his religion.
1: Yeah, yeah.
6: I So I've done it on right I would like you to help me I hear you. I like and Colin, I, I, I'm, I'm glad
1: you're reiterating that point because last week when we spoke to the Sheikh, he suggested that people who, like uh, I gave an example of a, of a child would be raped and, and, and abused. And he gave the impression that that child would be a martyr as well. So I'll give him the opportunity to respond to that. Thank you very much, Colin. No, I appreciate that's, it. Um, that- All right, um, Sheikh, I'm going to give you the opportunity to respond first. Just one minute and that will be a parting shot. Everybody, please, one minute. Go ahead, Sheikh. You go All first. All right.
2: Let me start by saying let me reiterate in in Islam uh, you, you do not kill anybody because of their faith. Let's get that. said. There's no religious war and you're not killing somebody because of their belief. In in chapter 2240 they are we allow we we actually ensure that churches and temples and synagogues are allowed to operate. So uh and and chapter 2 verse 256 there's no compulsion. You're allowed in Islam to 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 resist and to oppose oppression and human rights and to protect your property fighting for your property fighting or defending let's use the word defending a property de- defending human rights against oppressors and it is a duty God is ordained and if you die in the process you are a martyr all
1: right got it thank you very much Sheikh. appreciate it I'm gonna give you one minute or less there, father is Jesus a martyr father are you there think the father is gone all right rabbi your one minute begins right now go ahead rabbi all right i think all of my guests are gone let me squeeze in the whatsapp uh, text those of you've sent some whatsapp since my guests are gone so according to the rabbi in judaism there is no martyrdom then if a person is killed for their jewish faith what is he or she called the rabbi is not responding to the question. He should tell us the definition of meaning of martyrdom in Judaism. He began very well by giving us the etymology of the term martyr, but he lost it along the way. That person didn't tell us what his or her name is. Thank you very much. Good evening. I am Togozis Mtombin from Witbank, and so he corrects me right there. Thank you very much, Togozis. There is a uh, scripture in the Bible that says, Kill into a bloodshed for your religion, faith, culture, and country. Or something like that oh it would have been nice if you had quoted it verbatim there sir or madam continues to say can't remember where um, about it is but it's under the luminati's text luminati's text okay I'm gonna leave that right there uh, when you have the text you can share it with us let us also spare uh, a thought for the Christians who have been killed in those parts of the world where Christianity is an outlawed religion they are martyrs too Thank you very much, Fanny. Another one says, As Christians, particularly Catholic, we have Jesus Christ who is a proto-martyr. He was killed for what he believed in. Therefore, those who are his followers abound by this principle of martyrdom so as to die for their faith if need be. That's how we're going to conclude our conversation. I really do appreciate you sending all of those texts. However, it would have been nice if you sent them earlier on the calls as well we had to turn away many of the calls because you call later on please make a point of curly, calling earlier on and that's how we're going to conclude our conversation to Sheikh rafiq hassan thank you very much i really appreciate you coming through father Tulanis kosana really appreciate your contributions and newbie please come back once again rabbi david nelson also thank you for me Naya and the team have a wonderful evening and godspeed